the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It is nice to be with you on a Wednesday morning. That's not just something I say. It's uh, actually true because I was out and uh, about last night among you. And every time I'm out and about among you and talk with you, I get encouraged. Because there are so many of you who believe that this is a consequential time in our country, as do I. That's why I do what I do here on 98.9 The Answer and 94.5 The Answer in Dayton. Where was I out and about last night? Well, I was in uh, Northwest Columbus at an event for the Delaware Republican Party uh, at which Congressman Jim Jordan spoke. And I'll get into what Jordan had to say uh, in a little bit. But first, the thing that made the biggest impression on me last night is how many of you like-minded, right-thinking, God-fearing Americans there are And more than that, how many of you understand that this is a consequential time in our country such that you need to get involved, and you are involved, whether it's on a central committee, whether it's running for school board, whether it's just being engaged, looking for news sources beyond your mainstream media news sources. And why is the latter important? Well, you might have heard about the Department of Justice's raid on Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. You might have also heard that Trump protested that they took his passports, and they have now returned his passports. But it's interesting to me that if you only get your news from mainstream media news sources, like, say, I don't know, the gold standard when I was a kid was the CBS Evening News. The CBS Evening News with Walter Cronkite. You couldn't get uh, more uh, credible than that. Well, the heir to Walter Cronkite, uh, Dan Rather, had that role for a while. What's the frequency, Kenneth? Remember Dan Rather and his made-up story about George Bush's National Guard service? Uh, And now, taking the mantle from Dan Rather, who this morning, by the way, is very upset that Liz Cheney got (laughs) blown out in her congressional primary in Wyoming. Do you know how bad you have to be to be a multi-term Congress person like Liz Cheney in a red state that went 70% for Donald Trump and get beat in your primary by 38 points? 38 points? At any rate, Dan Rather is tweeting about how terrible that is that she lost. Okay, so I digress. But then Dan Rather, his former role, which was Cronkite's former role, is now in the hands of Nora O'Donnell. And I started talking about this to tell you why. Well, you need to be engaged in looking at alternative news sources like 
98.9 The Answer, like The Dennis Prager Show, like Ben Shapiro's podcast, Megyn Kelly's podcast, people who prize truth and call out lies, which abound in places like the CBS Evening News. Because right now, on Twitter, right now, on Twitter, Nora O'Donnell still has a tweet up from August the 15th that says, according to a DOJ official, the FBI is not in possession of former President Trump's passports. Trump had accused the FBI of stealing his three passports during the search of his Mar-a-Lago home. Now listen, I was a reporter for uh, assorted newspapers back in the day. Mistakes happen. Sources give you information that proves to be bad. And when they do, you head to your editor's office with your tail between your legs, or in her case, news director's office, and you say, I made a mistake. We need to make it right. We need to issue a correction. Has Nora O'Donnell issued a correction? Has she voiced an apology? Has she taken the tweet down? No, she has not. No, she has not. Even though we now know from multiple reports that they did indeed take Donald Trump's three passports, two of which were invalid, and they have since returned his valid one to him. So this is why you have to be out and about and have to join people like those I met last night at the Jim Jordan event in Columbus. So love meeting you. I get energized by the affirmation about the show, about the fact that you listen. So uh, Sarah and Lisa and Sean and I believe, try to remember the name, Frank, the gentleman I met on the way out the door. Amazing people last night. And they were all there to network, strengthen each other, and listen to Jim Jordan. All right, it's the first time I've ever laid eyes on Jim Jordan. It doesn't count on TV, okay? Really physically been in the same room with Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan has a commanding presence. He's not as big as I thought he was. I thought he was a bigger guy than he is. He's a really kind of a smallish guy. But that doesn't mean anything. Your stature is not determined by your physical measurements. Your stature, in in these times in particular, is measured by your heart, your courage, your determination, your will. And Jim Jordan has a lot of all of that. Now, he is a little bit more devoted to Donald Trump than I think he needs to be. I think he needs to be supremely devoted to conservative causes, and in doing that you can come off as someone who is 100% wedded to Donald Trump. I'm not 100% wedded to Donald Trump. I'm 100% wedded to freedom of speech, 100% wedded to the right to keep and bear arms, 100% wedded to equal protection under the law. I'm, I'm wedded to the Constitution. I think Donald Trump is a much, much better steward of the Constitution, and of principles that our founders had in mind when they gave us this great nation, Donald Trump is a much better steward of those than anyone on the Democratic side of the aisle, and that is borne out by the fact that his residence was raided on a fishing expedition by the DOJ. So that's got Jim Jordan fired up. It had the people in the room fired up last night. And Jim Jordan said if the uh, Republicans get control of the House— and he's on the Judiciary Committee, and they have investigative powers. He said one of the first things that needs to be investigated is this overreach by the FBI, the Department of Justice, because of the way that they have 
invested in trying to demonize and cancel and eliminate Donald Trump. Because if they can do it to him, they can do it to us, and they would most decidedly love to do it to us because we don't do what we're told to do. We don't get vaccinated. We don't wear masks. We don't think boys should be able to play sports with girls. We don't think the southern border is secure when two million illegal aliens are coming across it and who knows how many terrorists from other countries. We don't think that you spend yourself out of inflation. We don't think anything is built, anything is back, anything is better. We don't think CRT is good for our schools. We don't think social-emotional learning is learning. And we don't think teachers have any role over parents, at least, when it comes to the social and emotional development of children. So we don't go along. And so once they accomplish their purpose with Trump or once they have to move on because the law, what remains of it, forces them to, then they'll turn their attention toward us. Because as we know, the left never holds a victory party. They're always pushing. They're always trying to make incremental gains, which over time become ginormous gains. So I liked what Jim Jordan had to say last night about holding the Justice Department accountable, Uh, getting to the bottom of COVID, getting to the bottom of the southern border, all things on his agenda. But the best thing Jim Jordan said last night, the very best thing, was an illustration that he gave about a trip he made to Dayton where he went through the Wright Brothers Museum. And he talked about the Wright Brothers holding the first recognized airplane flight on the beaches at Kitty Hawk, South Carolina, in 1903. And then he noted that Chuck Yeager, a personal hero of Jim Jordan's, had broken the sound barrier in 1947. And then he noted that Neil Armstrong, pride of Wapakoneta, Ohio, the late Neil Armstrong, walked on the moon in 1968. And Jim Jordan tied those three events together, noting that in the span of a human lifetime, 1903 to 1968, we went from just barely getting off the ground, flying for what, 100 feet, to breaking the sound barrier, to walking on the moon. That's quite a leap in progress and achievement. And it's done, accomplished, made possible by the unique facets of being American, of wanting to conquer horizons previously unconquered, of having the freedom to pursue your goals, having the impetus to dream big, and accomplish the American dream. So I left last night energized, and I come to this program today energized, more determined than ever to steward this platform to invigorate you, to get you to understand the gravity and the depth of the situation that we confront, because your president stood there yesterday and lied to your face over and over and over again, as our local officials doing on an almost daily basis. So I know that sometimes, like you, um, your spouse will tell you something and they will swear they told you and you will say, no, no, you never said that. Uh, That ever happened to you? 
Or you will tell your spouse something. You will be positive you told them. And they will say, no, you never said that. But I was not imagining things yesterday when I was driving home in the mid-afternoon. And I heard a news report, and I will not say what station on which I heard the news report. It was not this one. That noted that we had an incident yesterday in Whitehall where three teenagers were in a stolen car. The car had been stolen earlier in the afternoon in Grove City, and then they got away from Grove City Police. Yes, of course, it was a Hyundai. It's always a Hyundai, always a Kia, or at least 90% of the time because they're easy to steal. Okay, so the Whitehall police show up, and they did it by the book. They didn't uh, start chasing the car when it was out and about and would have perhaps, given how... Juveniles in Columbus are with uh, stolen cars who would have precipitated a high-speed chase and maybe somebody gets hurt, an innocent bystander, or maybe the kids get hurt, or maybe the cop gets hurt. No, they waited. They waited until the car went to a Turkey Hill convenience store, and then they had three Whitehall cops show up in their cars, and they penned the stolen car in so it couldn't get away. Okay, so the news report that I heard, well, let me save that for a second. So what happens? The Whitehall police have the Stolen car cornered in the parking lot. So the kid comes out, 16-year-old, comes out of the Turkey Hill. He sees the cops having him penned in. There's nowhere for him to go. And the cops are out of their cruisers with their guns drawn. Smart. Smart. Because you don't know. These kids, they may have guns. And the kid gets in the car, and instead of what? Like putting his hands on his head, getting down on the ground, complying? Of course not. Of course not. He's a juvenile in Columbus. He has judges like Kim A. Brown and others writing letters criticizing the police for trying to crack down on juveniles stealing cars. And so he says, I I don't care that they have their guns drawn. I don't care that I'm penned in. I'm getting out of here. And so he proceeds to rev up the engine of the car. It's not his. He stole it. And ram it into the Whitehall cruisers. Now, the news report that I heard, there were three juveniles in the car. Three passengers, rather. So you get a 16-year-old who was stealing a car. Which, Hey, this is a kind of an unusual occurrence that the kid who stole the car is actually old enough to possibly have a license to drive a car. But his passengers are 15, 13, and 12. Now, the news report that I heard, and I know I heard it. I didn't know. This is not one of my, I told you that. No, you didn't. You told me that? Sure, I did. No, you didn't. It's not one of those. I know I heard this because I would never have dreamt because I'm a rational human being. And when events happen in my life, and particularly when they are like scarring events, near-death experiences, I tend to learn from them as most rational human beings do. But teenagers who steal cars in Columbus, two, three, four, five a day, as many they can get away with, they're not rational human beings. They have no good influences in their life who clearly are getting through to them or they wouldn't be stealing cars. So the news report that I heard yesterday said that one of the passengers in the car was also a passenger in the car that had... Two 14-year-olds steal it, crash it, and kill themselves a month or so ago. Remember that? 
two 14-year-olds and another passenger in the car. Only one walked away. The news report that I heard said that one of the kids in this car that rammed Whitehall police cruiser trying to get away was in the crash where two of his car-stealing buddies died. Now, after you hear that, and when I heard it, I was like, ugh, ugh. After hearing that, you will not be surprised to hear the perspective on this latest incident where the kid comes out of the Turkey Hill, the cops have their guns drawn, they have his car pinned in. Whitehall Police Chief Mike Crispin reports that when they pulled the juvenile out of the car, he was cowering in fear, apologetic, broken, realizing he had uh, gone uh, wayward, hopelessly. No, none of those three. They pulled him out of the car, and he was, fill in the blank class, yes, laughing. He was laughing when they pulled him out of the car because that is what this is to these kids, and it is that way to these kids because of judges like Kim A. Brown, because of a city prosecutor like a law director like Zach Klein, because of a feckless, impotent mayor like Andrew Ginther, because of bleeding-heart liberals like Rich Nathan and others on the Police Oversight Review Board, and because of woke fools on Columbus City Council like Shannon Harden. All of those people have a hand in this. And when some innocent bystander dies, or when some cop gets shot by a juvenile or has to shoot a juvenile, and then gets the same treatment the cop got who had to shoot Micaiah Bryant, and they let him twist in the wind for over a year before they exonerated him, let alone, and they've never done this, laud him for perfectly executing his police training, then it's going to be on the head of Andrew Ginther and Zach Klein and Shannon Harden and Rich Nathan and his other fellow fools on the Police Oversight Review Board. Now, there's additional news today on why the special prosecutor hired by the city to the tune of, what was it, 300 grand or 600 grand? I get confused. I get confused between what they spent on the investigation and what they spent on the prosecutors. I know they spent about a million dollars chasing punishment for cops from the riots downtown in Columbus in May of 2020. One of the police officers was exonerated in court. Two of the others had their charges dismissed. Only one of the 24 called before internal affairs got anything, and it was a slap on the wrist. So they spent $5.75 million to give to the victims, quote-unquote, the, the self-perceived victims of what we now know was well-executed police work. So I have the reasons why they dropped the case against Sergeant Philip Walls. Prosecutor Brad Nicodemus has weighed in on why, on the cusp of taking the case to court, he decided that Sergeant Walls had not, in fact, improperly used force against people who nevertheless got paid for their whining. And I will give you the rationale of Brad Nicodemus next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.